A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week, in the red corner, time to get out your tiny dungarees as we meet one of the good guys. Yep, that tiny ball of fun that is Chucky, a.k.a. reincarnated serial killer Charles Lee Ray, who's here to hammer home his killer instinct from 1988. It's the original Child's Play. While in the blue corner, she talks, she dances, she uses a sword, she'll be your best friend and leave you grinning from ear to bloody stump where an ear should be. Yeah, as if AI isn't getting a bad rep enough at the moment, we'll be talking 2022's Meg 3N. (laughs) Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? So, it's some killer doll carnage this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! Hello, Clash Butters. I'm Alex Zane, and I'm your friend till the end. Heidi ho! 
I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. Great stuff. Uh, so welcome. This is part one of the amazing Child's Play versus the amazing Megan. That's my review already. If you're new to the show, this is how it works. We're going to be doing Child's Play today and Mithrigan on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. Got it right that time. Yeah, it, I thought, well, yeah. what's he up to? Yeah. It's yeah. Mithrigan. Mithrigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unnecessary is what I'd call that. There doesn't need to be a three in it, and already they've scuppered Megan three because that is exactly where you'd put the three for that one. But you know what? I found out for their Google search engine optimization, <gasps> if you just put Megan in, you'd think that Megan Markle would come up first, but this film comes up first right now. Spelt differently, though. No, no, spelt. Obviously, Mathregan is the first thing that comes up, but just the word Megan. This film is the top of my Google list. Uh, so the clue I gave on last week's show was all dolled up, uh, and Chris called it at the time, didn't you? You did say a lot of people are going to get it on that. It's fine. fine. Doesn't, I mean, you can't, there's, there's no two ways about it. They're both about dolls. No, it's a good They're clue. the two biggest movies about dolls. Two biggest movies about dolls. Yep. You followed it up on Twitter. I just with, said that they both got an advert in them. Yeah, lazy. Uh, so, your guesses wanted to be our best friend on our Twitter, where we are at ClashPod. If you'd like to follow us for loads of exciting behind-the-scenes pod action. Also, we're on Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod. Also, if you're in the business for a little extra clash of the visual variety, completely free of charge, why not subscribe to our Clash of the Titles? YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button when you're there because it will help us with, as Vicky mentioned, algorithms. (laughs) Right then, guesses. A lot of people worked it out from my basic clue. So well done to I Am Grout, Mark Pearson, Gemma Page, Foob and Paul and Aussie Thunder. But congrats to this week's winner. Not his first time, not his first rodeo. Well done, Russell. Your prize, uh, Russell, is to be the first ever guest on our new spin-off show, Clash of the DIY Tools. Basically, it's changing rooms, so we're going to come round to paint a lovely voodoo mural on your wall (laughs) and make some furniture out of bits of female mannequins. Give us your address. Great stuff. Connection section. What do you got? Hammers. Killer dolls. (laughs) Single parents. Uh, Adverts. Chris has done it for... Perpetual pets and good guys, so adverts for toys. Observing children through a one-way mirror. Yeah, baby mm. jail. <laughs> mm. uh, dolls blowing people up with gas. Yeah. Horrible bosses. Yep. Yeah. Dismembering dolls, skin coming off dolls, balancing comedy and horror. Both of them do that quite well. Look at Ellie doing the genres now. <laughs> um, I've got a difference. <laughs> Chucky becomes more human as the movie progresses. Megan becomes more robotic. I didn't know that until I read about it. She does not. That's not a connection. She becomes more human. She learns and she has... Her voice becomes more robotic because she's embracing oh. the machine that she is rather than the human that she's supposed to be like. Where did you read that? The screenwriter, I believe. Oh, fair enough. Oh, it, was the ed- it was the editor. It was the editor. <laughs> That's fine. It was the editor. I'm not going to argue with it. Uh, reincarnation-ish. Obviously... Charles Lee Ray reincarnates as Chucky and um, Megan reincarnates as the AI, the Alexa, whatever it's called, Elsie or LC. something. Elsie, yeah. yeah. Uh, both films leave you wondering at the end, are our heroes, in inverted commas, going to go to jail for murder? Because I'm not sure there's I don't any know how you explain it. to get away with this. <laughs> I'd love to see that scene. Mm. Uh, kids being crap at things is my last one. Andy cannot make a fucking breakfast. And don't get me started on Katie's drawing. She's eight years old and can't draw a single animal. That's that's bad parenting. She's better off without them. Right, let's get into this. On Thursday, V will be asking, is Megan's rendition of Titanium better than the original? Which means today, Chris has got an easy job because it's Child's Play. Chris takes on a journey. Child's Play is about a doll that likes watching the news. A lot. 
So when one day a babysitter stops him from watching the news, he snaps and goes on a killing spree, murdering that babysitter by smashing her out the window with a hammer, then blowing up a guy he saw on the news, then killing a voodoo dude who does the thing no voodoo dude should do, which is leave a voodoo doll for yourself lying around. <laughs> Don't do it! Uh, then Chucky turns into the Terminator at the end. Fab. Yeah, good. Solid. So when did you first see Charles play Vicky? Oh, well, so as I'm sure uh, you will have a similar story, this was like the biggest deal in the world when I was at primary school. So people talked about it constantly. It was the scariest thing you could possibly imagine. Um, And so I watched it, but I only got as far as when Chucky hides under the sofa. And then I was too scared, so I turned it off. So this is my first watch after that point. Wow, a, li- a lifetime of fear. Oh, my yeah, God. Terrified. Okay, so that's almost identical to mine. Is Rented it? it from Barclays Video Store on Street Lane in Leeds once again, as always. <laughs> well done, Leeds, for having a road called Street Lane. Uh, and I was excited to watch it. I got as far as, is it Claire? I can't. Maggie. Maggie getting the hammer in the forehead. Yep. Falling out of the window, and even though I'd seen Nightmare on Elm Street, I'd seen it at this point. Right, this screwed me up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot watch this film, and so I turned it off. So this is my first full watch of Charles Play. So here's a question: Do you think it's scary now? There's one scene that genuinely upset me, and oh. the rest of it's just funny because I'm older and it's fine. But there is one scene in this that's scarier than anything else, and scarier oh. than anything in Megan. Because I'm wondering I if know what that I'm, is. I've got one as well, yeah. and it's a really weird one. I bet it might. Oh, I wonder if it's the same. Yep. Because I don't think we found Megan particularly frightening. No, but it's obviously not. going to that on Thursday. But I wonder if that is messing up young children now. No. Yeah. That in the future will find it funny when they look back. I don't. Because you've so. just said the opposite. Yeah. I, I don't think I, Megan's scary enough. No. No, it's, it's just Charles cool, Play. it's just fun. Charles Play has more horror tropes than Megan. Megan leads into the comedy more. It, no, it does. Um, so I was too frightened to watch it when I was a child. That's right. So I watched it when I was a bit of a teenager. Thought it was good. Watched all of them since then. Interviewed Don Mancini, the director. I've interviewed Brad Dourif for this one. Oh, I've interviewed lovely. his daughter, who now is the lead in the Chucky TV series. Yeah. Um, I had a fun interview with, with uh, Don Mancini in a hotel bar in Leicester Square. He brought Chucky with him. We sat in the bar, me, him and Chucky, while Amazing. I interviewed him. Amazing. And I, after, at the end of the interview, he said, do you want a photo with Chucky? I said, yep. obviously. Not with you. <laughs> he, takes a fo- he takes a photo of me with Chucky. And then there were some families in the bar uh, on holiday, I think. Uh, you know, that's why they're in Leicester Square. And they saw me having a photograph taken with the doll, asked if they could have their children's photograph taken with the doll. Uh, did he say no? Uh, no. <laughs> Don's so taking you the a film journalist, then yeah. no. Don's taking the photo while I say to the family, do you, do you know what that doll is? They were like, no. I was oh, like, well, what? why are you asking? Because we saw you doing a photo with him. I was like, you might not want this photo so one weird. day. People are so weird. So weird. Anyway, uh, let's do a bit of history on it. So uh, Don Mancini had the idea when he was a film student at UCLA. He was inspired by two things. Uh, his dad worked in advertising, so he saw up close the cynical way in which they marketed toys to kids. He said uh, his dad told him that the Madison Avenue crew called children consumers in training. OK. It's lengthy. Children's shorter, but fine. Grim, though. Um, but that's what we were. I mean, that was what our Saturdays were, weren't they? We, you'd watch Saturday morning cartoons, eating sugary cereal mm. and wait for the toy adverts. Although towards the mid-80s, the cartoons became the adverts themselves. Yep. Yeah. 
This is us they're talking about in this film. Um, and it was the mid-1980s and the Cabbage Patch Kids craze was in full swing. And I can remember the news reports of riots in stores in America and it just seemed insane. Mm. Did either of you have a Cabbage Patch Kid? They were too expensive and I wasn't allowed one. Yeah, I... Did you want one, though? Uh, no, I had... I've told you this story, sorry. Hit the buzzer. Hey, did you just hear that? But... I had a thing Just don't tell it. <laughs> called a My Child, and it had your hair colour and eye colour, and that's why I thought Father Christmas was real for a very long time, because I was like, how else could he know? Amazing. Yep. Yeah, I had Garbage Pail Kids stickers. Me too. They were amazing. My mother and did not approve. Yeah. They're horrible. <laughs> they are horrible. Really, really dark. Like, they're the sort of kid version of the guy in Toxic Waste from Robocop. Some yeah, of those yeah. images yeah. are haunting. Are. Yeah. Not as haunting as the film itself about the Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, my God. We need to do that with Anthony. Point. Yeah, but it means watching it. <laughs> I don't know if I can watch it again. Uh, but also, I guess there was, there was a thing called My Buddy in the States, which is very similar to Chucky. You can see the inspiration. I... Looked, I looked it up when I read that. I was like, I wonder what they look like. I cannot believe there wasn't a lawsuit. It is Chucky. It look, it's got the dungarees. It's got a similar face. I mm. cannot believe they didn't go, oh, no, <laughs> we are selling quite no, no, a lot no, no, of no. these buddy boy dolls. Were well, they not out of business by then? I don't, they never came over here, I don't think. No, they weren't. We had, the other one we had was Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, my mm. God. I've not heard that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody and hell, that's weird. Same, same year, 85, as some of these other ones. And that, yeah. that was definitely big over here. That but again, they, they were all quite expensive. I, I couldn't have a Teddy Ruxpin because it was too we, much. The reason I'm being weird about it is that's just a dredged up a repressed memory that we in the school I went to at secondary school we were quite naughty and what we used to do to drive teachers like over the edge was as a con- we had like collective bargaining power as a class and every single time they spoke we would all in unison go Teddy Rocks <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like okay enough now right Teddy Rocks until the teacher would be livid and we thought that was absolutely brilliant I think that comes from the show I think that must be in the show because we did a similar thing. Yeah. I swear that must be something from the show where people murmur Teddy Ruxpin. What show? Was there a show? Yeah, yeah it, was it was a cartoon. cartoon. Oh, okay. Cartoon. <laughs> Sorry. Same intonation. It was a cartoon. <laughs> so Don Mancini uh, combined this idea with the living dummy doll horror trope. Uh, Trilogy of Terror was a big one of his. Uh, mm. Talky Tina in the Twilight Zone. And Magic, which I watched for the first time the other day. Oh, I've heard of this because of the screenwriter of Megan loved this, but I haven't seen it. Is that the ventriloquist thing? Uh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins yeah. talking to himself for two hours. It is bonkers. It's, I mean, it's, Megan and Charles play don't come close to the madness of magic. Can we do that one? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, with the garbage pail kids. <laughs> Perfect. Um, he was also inspired by Gremlins because he saw that animatronics can work in movies. Uh, it was originally called... Batteries not included. <laughs> Love it. That's great, wild. Great title. Brilliant. Really good title. Not going to work because obviously there was another Batteries Not Included, which we will be doing sooner rather than later. He changed it to Blood Buddy, uh, which we'll get into. Uh, it worked, though. He, he, he wrote the script as a student to get himself an agent. It got him an agent. It got him a movie. Amazing. But he was immediately sidelined, uh, which he said he's fine with. He, he understood. I'm a kid who's yeah. written a script. I don't expect to be part of this process throughout. Mm. Although that's ironic when you see what's happened to the history of Chucky and how important he's been to that. But a guy called John Laffier did a rewrite, um, as did our old friend Tom Holland, uh, yeah. the lead actor from the Spider-Man films. <laughs> yes. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Tom Holland. Hey, it's Tom Holland. I'm Tom Holland. He is. He can do everything. So funny. talented. Like to and not be, aged a day. To be that athletic and be a writer because you spend so much time in front of a laptop mm. and to do those stunts and have you seen him do Umbrella 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh. It, it made me envy Zendaya. I'd like to see the old Fright Night Tom Holland do that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we're talking about Fright Night's Tom Holland. Uh, Mancini says, in my script, the doll was not possessed by a killer. The doll was a manifestation of a little boy's unconscious rage, his id. Uh, he said, if you play too rough with him, his latex skin would break and he'd bleed the red substance that you have to buy special bandages for so the boy Andy in a rite of passage brotherhood cuts his thumb and mix it with the doll's blood and that's the catalyst that brings the doll to life I like it I like it because you're sort of like why would you make a doll like that to teach kids about injuries and you know oh, yeah. how rough you should play with your friends so it, it tracks yeah yeah, and so the plot was him acting out against the boy's enemies, um, which the boy can't express, and the babysitter who tells him to go to bed, or the teacher who gives him a bad grade, or the dentist that he doesn't like. Um, and the mother became a target in this version of the film. Uh, the kid had an unconscious resentment towards her. She was an ambitious single mother who wasn't around, so she got him the hot toy. Uh, in my script, the doll wasn't really seen until the third act, where he's spouting one-liners and killing the kid's dentist. Um, <laughs> He said he'll bring the dentist back at some point. Yeah, it was kind of like a whodunit, wasn't it? You weren't sure whether it was the the kid Andy or the doll doing it. I kind of I kind of like it. Yeah, me too. I kind of like the idea of not being sure. The producer David Kirshner said he had a kid at the time and he wasn't sure that a parent would buy a doll with blood in it. Mm. Mm. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you <laughs> buy anything. anything to distract Whatever them. They from, want. Anything to distract them from Princess Leia. <laughs> In Return of the Jedi specifically. Uh, Tom Holland uh, said, the little boy fell asleep, the doll came to life, it didn't emotionally involve you. You had to set up a situation where you can believe in a possessed doll, which sounds silly in the light of day, but that was my job. Um, Lafia says, I was thinking of the Terminator actually, but in micro form, you can see that in the final act. Uh, just this thing that keeps coming. Uh, he says the biggest contribution he made was a character backstory, so it was a human who somehow became a doll. In my draft, it became Charles Lee Ray, and I coined the name Chucky. Yeah. And let's let's clarify that that, that somehow. Yeah, let's shall, should we workshop that shall, for a minute? Shall we just talk through the, the, the somehow because it's all very well saying somehow, that's a placeholder. But what is the, <laughs> the thing? You <laughs> would just sort of storm? Yeah. A lightning storm and a spell? A mural? Is it murals? <laughs> is it, it doesn't sound scary. Well, the, the the voodoo, Mancini said he was really against that. Yeah. And he said, I was then stuck with it for six movies that he's been trying to bypass. It, and I think he kind of has in the TV show. Uh, Lafia says, my device was not voodoo. It was more of a Frankenstein moment of a toy factory. A prisoner was being electrocuted on death row. Cool. And his spirit got into the doll. We would cross cut with his execution and the doll being manufactured. Mm. Yep. Good. Yep. We ended up with something different. Uh, so in terms of directors, uh, the producer, David Kirshner, who's been sort of the godfather of this, of this franchise, met with William Friedkin. <laughs> I, I read that. I was like, come again? And he said I was terrified of him. But he, was a, he was a wonderful man. Uh, R.I.P. William Friedkin. Um, and he talked to Irvin Kirshner, who directed uh, Empire Strikes Back. All right. Uh, then it was going to be Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel. Do we remember them, Vicky? Oh, I do. Oh, wait. I know yeah, you will. I do. Okay. What did they do? A beloved film on this podcast. Yeah, we loved it. Well, you oh, loved it. Oh, ter- it was terrible and I hated it. And I loved it. What was it? Super Mario Brothers. 
Oh, God. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this wow. is quite a while before Super Mario as well. It is. I would never have remembered that. Um, it is. They played the, they played the long game. They just <laughs> take the easy money. They waited, they waited for the big score. The big score. Uh, Joe Rubin very nearly directed it. He made a movie called The Stepfather, which is another a film we should do, one of those 90s families in peril mm. movies. But, um, yeah, Tom Holland said that while Joe Rubin was negotiating a fell out, he came up with an idea for how to involve the killer, and he wanted to make it. Um, so, and he also says he named it Child's Play because no one knows who Chucky is. Yeah, fair. Yeah. It's a Fine. good name. Good title. Great. Title. It, it, makes, it makes it classier than Blood Buddy. Yeah. Uh, some interesting stuff about some legal here. Monsi- Mancini said, while I was writing the script, a lawyer encouraged me to describe the doll in great detail. In as much detail as I could think up, because if the movie became a hit and if there was merchandise, there would be a scramble over who was legally the creator oh of the God, character. That is the sexiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that, that is such a turn on. If he's like, describe it, it's like, why? Because of rights. Money. Weird how an agent would say that. <laughs> uh, that's some good agency. Oh, that's so fit. And, oh. and he said, sure. We all, we, we're all doing an agent like Don Mancini's. <laughs> uh, he said, sure enough, there was a scramble. I was very distinct in the script. Red hair, two feet tall, blue eyes, freckles, striped shirt. David designed the doll, but didn't deviate, deviate from those details. So, yeah, he still got control of his baby. David, you mug. You should have just made it up from scratch. You'd be rolling in it now. Uh, inside Chucky, we have our old friend Ed Gale, who we chatted about at a live show. Mm. Uh, we talked about Ed Gale at length on that episode because, yeah, he's had a rough time, has Ed? He's in a little bit of bother recently. It's oh, not a bother. He's not well. Yeah, he's also in a little bit of bother. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, don't <laughs> say it if you're not going to talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's not fun to talk about. Well, people can go and look for it if they really want to know. Fine. Why, why the man behind Howard the Duck has fallen from grace. Okay. okay. We're going to talk about what happened to him on this set when we go through the film. But yeah, like how the duck, people just kick the shit out of this poor, this little man and he gets battered around the place. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a pleasant set to be on. They were shouting and fighting mainly because they couldn't get the doll to do what they wanted. Uh, the young lad, Alex, who plays Andy, uh, was taken off set multiple times when it got too heated. So he didn't have to watch the arguments. There is a point where he cries in this movie where I'm like, that's not acting. Oh. I think he's actually crying. Oh. I have some quotes about that moment. Oh, okay. And you might not be wrong. Right. Because he's still, he's, he's not like, he's not turned his back on this movie. He still like does conventions and stuff. He's, he's in Chucky. Yeah. Oh. Andy's in the Chucky team. Because I've watched all the sequels and the first two seasons of Chucky. And Andy is now travelling around. He's a broken man from what happened in his childhood. And, and he goes around trying to help people that Chucky's killing. Like, trying to rescue people. Like, his life is trying to stop Chucky. It's quite cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, so, uh, the, sc- the film didn't test well. Uh, it screened horribly. Um, Tom Holland had a right to his cut, said David Kirshner. After that, we took the film off him. Um, Don Mancini says, David invited me to watch the original cut. It was much longer. It was two hours. It wasn't working. Uh, he needed a relatively objective opinion for where the movie was at and um, he said seeing the seeing the edit the first time uh, Chucky it was thrilling but the voice in the cut was not Brad oh yeah this is interesting do you know who's the original voice of Chucky no Jessica Walters who's in uh, she's the matriarch in Arrested Development mm. yeah 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 yep. oh that's odd yeah okay she also plays uh, Archer's mum in Archer right uh, yeah, uh, they tried to they tried an electronic overlay of the voice, like Robbie the Robot, because that what worked. 
uh, on science fiction films. Didn't work here. Try Jessica Walter because she'd, she's really good in a film called Play Misty for me, where she's kind of the villain. Um, and she, he said she could make the threats work, but not the humour. <laughs> and it was because they basically, because Pezazu in The Exorcist, that's a woman's voice. And they just thought, well, that works in horror. Yep. Didn't work here. So okay. they ended up just using Brad Dourif, who Fine. I think came up with quite a few improvisations that worked very well for this character. <laughs> swearing I uh, mean, he's so good. <laughs> he's amazing. He's so good. As a, on screen and as a voice, yep. he's just... I was very excited to interview him. And it oh, was no. not the most fun experience. I could, they paired him with his daughter, who, as I said, is in the Chucky TV series and in, in one of the movies as right. well. And I could see why she was there. She was very easygoing and able just to carry the interview okay. when he was bored of talking. <laughs> He's been in the game a long time. Yeah, he's been he's been around the block. He does it. He's it's 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 Robert Duvall again. It's a, it's a Robert Duvall situation. And he's still he's still chucking. Mm. He's still doing it to this day. Uh, that's the background I've got. There's more behind the scenes stuff, but we'll get into it when we talk about the movie. The only thing I have is Don Mancini never got to visit the set and had minimal involvement because of the writers' strike that was going on at that period. And I only mention that because in four weeks it will no longer be the longest writers' strike in history. Uh, we're only four weeks away from this writer's strike surpassing the 1980s writer's strike. Exciting. Mm. Although that it. could be out of date by the time we go live. Oh, shit, yeah. Probably won't be. No. <laughs> no. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope so, yeah. Let's hope they get what they're asking for. God Quite right. Damn it! Let's hope we get what we're asking for. <laughs> Solidarity. Yeah. Right, let's talk about the movie then. Um, so we start off and we're in a 1980s cop movie. Here we are! <laughs> we are not. We're in 48 hours of Beverly Hills Cop, aren't we, Alex? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. And obviously, we've already had this conversation numerous times about knitwear on men. Oh my God, what, another jumper! What do you think of Chris Sarandon? I mean, how does he compare to Dylan McDermott in. Miracle well, no, thing. no. Oh, How does Chris it compare Sarandon. to Sarandon in Fright Night? In Fright Night but yeah. that's but the, a better comparison. But the top of the pile is Where still are we now? So Dylan best, best jumpers, we've got our Basic Instinct jumper. That's a big one, isn't it? The V-neck. No, that's sweater. awful. That's, Do you that's, think so? He looks horrific in that. <laughs> that is not a Dylan good example. Dylan McDermott or Dermot McDonald, whatever he's called, the ones we get confused. Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Not him. No. Dylan McDermott. In the Christmas one. In oh, Miracle on 34th Street. He, to me, is still the bar to be bettered. Because it's He's so festive. So sexy. <laughs> so sexy. I mean, this we were pretty into the Fright Night jumper on Chris Sarandon in the nightclub. I to see it. Mm. I think it must be protective body armour, because in a minute it gets blocked as shit, but he's like, the jumper's protected me, I'm fine. That's so thick knitwear for you. <laughs> that's, why, that's why if you get a knitted jumper from your gran at Christmas, yeah, keep you it. hold on to that just in case you're in a gunfight. <laughs> so he's cop Mike Norris chasing the Lakeshore Strangler, Charles Lee Ray. I really feel like he needs to do some strangling in this opening scene <laughs> just to set the, you know. Just show, don't tell. <laughs> Uh, he hides out in a toy store where he sees a line of good guys dolls yeah. and then we get the child's play title treatment on screen. It's yeah. great. I have a little issue with you're in the middle of a high speed energetic pursuit. Yes. You're the cop. You're Mike Norris. <laughs> you're Mike Norris. You're, you're the Mike <laughs> Norris. And you enter a toy store and you don't know where the, the lakeside strangler is. Sure, it's going to be warmer in the toy store. <laughs> Do you need to take off your gloves? It's just a really weird moment where he starts pulling his gloves off with his teeth and you're like, 
Is that now? A, you've already fired your gun in the street. It's, they're not preventing you. It's like, how hot have your hands got <laughs> in five minutes of being in a toy store? Did you notice that, Vicky? No, I no. Not. It bothered me. I'm just Fine, like, man, just fine. wait until you've killed him, then take your gloves I'll off. Put your glove on top of him. Yeah. I've been wanting to take that off yeah. for ten minutes. As he's as he's as the life is fading out of him, just slap him around the face. Yeah. With a sweaty glove. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you supposed to slap my face with a glove before you do this? Fuck you. Just wrap it. Put it. <laughs> just make him sniff your glove. Sniff my glove. So uh, he shoots Charles Lee Ray, who collapses on some toy boxes. He sees Chucky, he has an idea, he starts saying some <laughs> words. There's some thunder and lightning. Yeah. Cool effects. Uh, they blow yes. the store up. Uh, Charles is dead and Chucky is smiling. Some big acting some bra- from Brad Dourif in, in oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you and I'm going to get Eddie too. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah, it's great because that's then Chucky's personality yep. is that he's big and over the top. But also, I don't think Brad Dourif has ever really underacted that much. <laughs> Not knowingly, no. <laughs> Am I being harsh there? Uh, he's quite big in... I mean, I guess he's small in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's, but yeah, he's very, very, very big in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And some other horror he's done, he's pretty big. Pretty, okay. pretty big in Alien Resurrection as well. So I'll yeah. stand by that yeah. then. Uh, we're going to meet Andy now. He's making toast while the good guy's oh, cartoon Jesus is Christ. on telly. This he, is the most anxiety-inducing thing I've ever seen. Have your kids ever brought you anything as shit as that? <laughs> in bed <laughs> they, they once I've told you this they once threatened to bring me eggs in bed and I was like don't, I don't want eggs in bed <laughs> I don't really want eggs I don't love it whatever but don't put them near my duvet Andy is taking the piss he's definitely seen toast be made before <laughs> he's definitely seen how cereal works he is just having a fucking laugh it's the milk everywhere like it's such a sweet thing to do and it's lovely that he's making it for his mum but she's thinking oh, I've got to clean that up mm-hmm. and I can't bollock yeah, you you've never seen someone lie so well when she goes, this looks just excellent. So good when she's like, I'll have it later though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think she should take that plate and throw it against the wall and just <laughs> have a massive back. go at what, him. What is you've, this? You've put ice cream on toast, you cretin. <laughs> you've, you've put sh- it's a bowl of sugar with a bit of cereal. That's not how it works, you little shit. <laughs> you piece Shit. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> so yeah, establishing here that, that she's a single mum, the dad is no longer with us. Um it's Annie's birthday, and there is a big box there, isn't there, Vicky? There is a big box. What and the fuck's going on here? So who puts jeans in a box? Who puts jeans <laughs> in a giant box? <laughs> Unless you're trying to fucking take the piss out of your yeah, son. The next yeah. thing, the next step up is to use a good guy's box <laughs> and <laughs> put jeans in it instead yeah. of a doll. They don't it's... come in a box, they don't need a box, they're notoriously hard to crease. Yeah. None of it makes a Bits of a sense. good guy's box in good guy's wrapping paper, <laughs> yeah. a good guy's card, and then yeah, just... jeans. Yeah, or the jeans on a good guy's doll, and you take it out and take the jeans off and give them to your son, and then burn the good guy's doll. <laughs> um, but do you know how you can fix not being able to afford buying a hundred dollar good guy's doll? What's the name we need to hear? My favourite, uh, my favourite Batman villain, the Peddler. Oh my god! I literally wrote down. It's not a word you hear anymore. No. He, we, there's a peddler out there's back. A peddler he, out no, what? it's not any peddler. It's the peddler. The peddler's here. It's the peddler, and he's selling them for thirty dollars. No, she's like, isn't it, Maggie's like, how do we know it's not stolen? You'd be like, are you fucking? Are you serious? Like, how do you think I got the doll? It's, what I worked there. The Look box at me. is covered in blood. <laughs> how do you know it's not stolen? Go away. Wasting my time. What do you think a peddler does? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so yeah, she gives the 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 the, the doll to Andy, mm-hmm. and uh, he says it's his friend to the end. Aww. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. It took me ages to work out where I'd seen Catherine Hicks, who plays the mum, Karen. She's the marine biologist. She's Shatner's love interest in The Voyage Home, the yep. Star Trek movie. Oh, God, really? Was, in the end, I had to Google it. I was like, I know, I know you. Yeah. I know <laughs> I you. I know you. I know you. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you. No one I else know. needed to Google it, but yeah. well done. Yeah. Well, there you go. On that lack of knowledge, let's take a break. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And we're back. Uh, we meet Aunt Maggie, who's babysitting. I like Aunt Maggie. She seems I like a laugh. The trouble is, I don't know if it's an 80s thing, because she, she eats the cake and she seems to enjoy it. You're like, you're dead then. You're dead. Yeah, that's it for you. Oh, it's a sh- I'm, I'm genuinely... Sad. I think one of the great things about this film, she seems... They all seem real characters. Yeah. Apart from the bus, he's a bit he's a bit broad. But she seems great fun. I want to hang out with her. And the mum's just great. She's a really great mum in this film. She's a brilliant mum, yeah. Yeah, there's no judgment in, in... It sounds like Don's script, there was a lot of judgment on the mum. Whereas here, no, she's just a hero trying it to get is. by yeah um so uh or as uh, as uh, mike norris the mike norris uh describes her a spirited woman that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind <laughs> yeah. i love my woman popped full of spirits <laughs> she's a spirited woman you're not kidding such a vibrant spirited intoxicating woman <laughs> Uh, so Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news, which I enjoyed. Uh, but this is the first time Andy gets in trouble for something Chucky did because he's sent to bed and then Chucky gets up and turns the telly back on. Mm. I didn't. Um, it's, it's sort of gaslighting the movie here, isn't it? There's a lot of that that goes on here. Not as much as, um, 
He's called a liar, basically, yes. later in the film, poor Andy, yes. for stuff he didn't do, uh, as is the mum as well. But um, first we've got Chucky POV moving oh, around the apartment. I love it. Great. <laughs> it's so great, good. isn't it? We've so only good. got so much money here. We don't need to show the doll. Yeah. We can just show the uh, uh, bird's eye view of him. Yeah, as I think I said uh, when we were uh, in the pub last week... Uh, Puppet Master. This is where I've seen a lot of this POV work, because obviously I've never seen this, because I turned it off uh, around this point. But yeah, it's great. Mm, really he, scary. He's moving around the apartment. He sticks a chair by the door. He empties flour everywhere. Uh, and then he hits Maggie in the head with a hammer, and she falls out of the window dead. She explodes through oh the window. God. It's so awful. It's the omen. That's why it scared you. Ah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the footprints in the flower. Do you mm. think Chucky was setting Andy up? I do, right. yeah. Little yeah. bastard. It's uh, interesting. I mean, in fairness, Mike Norris, the Mike Norris. Mike Norris. Um, Mike Norris the cop. Uh, footprints match Andy's shoes. Yep. That, that's a lot of evidence. <laughs> you you kind of don't want to just leave the kid there. Yep. Uh, it's like, he definitely did it. <laughs> I thought they didn't match Andy's shoes. Initially they don't, but then he comes back in and he's wearing his good guy slippers yeah. and they match. But the, the flower is not on the bottom of his good guy sneakers. They're on the bottom of Chucky's good guy sneakers. Um, but no one will believe Andy. They think he's a fucking idiot. Uh, hammer could possibly be the murder weapon. Um, she should have a hammer-shaped hole in her head, though, shouldn't she, at this point? <laughs> yeah. It I, made a hole in her head. I'm assuming because of the impact sure. in the car. That's how I think they got round There's that. still a hammer-shaped hole in her head, right. even if you hit a car. I think, anyway. Uh, but we get a... <laughs> good, good to know. <laughs> Thanks. We get a bit of uh, background here. His real name is Charles Lee Ray, and he's been sent down from heaven by Daddy to play with me. He said that Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. <laughs> uh, yeah, Charles Lee Ray's not that nice when he's talking about women, Vicky. No, I know. But he strangles them too, so <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that tracks. He strangles them, yeah, that you... there's a lot of curse words about them. But I think it, it tracks when we get to his apartment later. <laughs> He does. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's clever. We see how clever Chucky is because he sees mum listening at the door and rather than use his Charles Lee Ray voice, he uses his Chucky voice. Yeah. Uh, so now we go on a field trip uh, because uh, Andy sneaks out of school with Chucky. And sne- this, how old is he? Six? Sneaks out of school. So, right, A, you shouldn't be allowed to leave school by yourself at that age. And B, no one finds out about it for absolutely ages. Like, I can't believe you can nick off at that age. It's sneaks, America. He yeah. sneaks out of school. Yeah. It, you're not, it's not that he wasn't allowed. It's not like he went, Miss, yo, I'm just popping out. I'm just going to take a train you know, journey to the bad side the, of town. The, the doors. There should, there should be more security. Right. Not a very safe school. But yeah, it's America in the 80s, so... I reckon times. I could have snuck out of school. I, mean, I, don't I never know. did because I was a good boy. You snuck out of school. You Me? Yeah, I never nicked off one, no, one, once. So, like. Once is enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Andy's going to do it again. No, I wasn't on what happened. I was, God, it was like my final week of school or something. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be bad. Andy, Andy snuck out of school once and saw an apartment block blow up. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing it again because he heads to run down part of town uh, to Eddie, the getaway driver's scary house. And Andy conveniently goes for a tinkle. <laughs> so that Chucky can get into the house and blow the place up. Uh, we're in a police station next. Andy's being interrogated alone. You wouldn't allow that, would you? That's illegal. That's actually illegal. And no, I wouldn't. I would go banana. Yeah, but it was the 80s. Yeah. Between you and me over the previous weeks, we, we've had a sketchy understanding of the law. <laughs> uh, so are you, are you sure it's illegal? I'm absolutely. We know it's illegal now, but in 1988? Yeah. yeah. He's just walked out of school. Who knows what goes on in 1988? He's basically a man. Yeah. 
He's just a tiny You want to play a grown-up game, son? This is how it goes. Uh, he begs Chucky to tell the truth in front of the officers. He starts hitting and shaking Chucky and punches him in the stomach. Uh, the doctor from County General shows up, because they're always bobbing about, <laughs> and he wants to observe uh, Andy. But at this moment... I've seen all I need. <laughs> He's coming with me. <laughs> really? All you need? Why, why do you need to observe him anymore, then? Oh, I just do. Him and my terrifying children's, children's hospital. Children's jail? He's in prison. That fucking building. Baby prison with an operating theatre. Not a safe space to heal from trauma. Yeah, well, not an operating theatre. No. An electrocution oh, yeah. chamber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a strange paediatric <laughs> unit, Doctor. Are you using electroshock therapy on children? Andy well, flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I've seen all I need. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> call, call Nurse Ratchet. Um, but what I do like about this film is it doesn't spend too long on Andy or Mum not being believed or no, disbelieving it's each other. It's, because it's, that, that can be quite boring, frustrating in a film because once you've seen it once, you've seen it a million times. And that's the film we've gone to see. We don't need people going, what? It did yeah, what? Because yeah. so, we know, yeah. let's, as soon as our heroes know, we can get on so with the movie. Definitely Especially because then you've got a woman saying to a you know, the mum is like, the, but the doll did it. And we're like, haha, yes, we know. So you can't have too much of him being like you're crazy lady like it's, it's just good it's and he's disbelieved by mum not for long yeah uh mum's disbelieved by mike not for long yes. like we get on with it so mum finds out because she sees there's no batteries in chucky good bit. <laughs> this is when he goes under the couch and that is that when you turned it off yes uh because uh the yeah it just it, anything under the sofa is terrifying under yeah. the bed all the rest of it and it, i just found i think the tension's very well done and i was convinced that he was going to shoot his arm out or just do but he just lies there and it was too tense oh, for me vicky you, you stupid bitch you filthy <laughs> slut <laughs> Um, so did you mean... No, he's, okay. He's did, got a point. Did you? That would, did you, that, did you, would, that would work if those were the lines. I know, I was going to say, that. I think he says, don't fuck with me. Yeah. Uh, did you mean, so did you miss him saying, you stupid bitch, you filthy slut? Because I fucking Are you love enjoying it. yourself? Sorry, is, is this all right? I'll wait you get for my favourite scene. <laughs> you look at your face. What? You what? are unbelievable. He loves it. He loves it. I know. I didn't say anything, You're thinking, though. what can I say then? <laughs> what am I? Uh-uh. I think this is one of those moments where I'm just going to let it breathe. <laughs> so let's give it some context, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Don Mancini says this was shortly after A Nightmare on Elm Street, which was really important in the development of the slasher genre. Freddie was a villain with a very distinct sense of humour, someone who could taunt victims verbally. I was quite consciously influenced by that with Chucky, the idea of an innocent-looking child's doll that spouted filth. filth. So this yes. isn't one of Brad Dourif's improvisations? No. Uh, I'll get to it. Okay. I mean, it's only two words. It's not that creative, but oh. it's enjoyable. <laughs> I think it's why it's why this scene's in the film. Uh, so they have a fight, and he bites her, and, and Chucky's off in a lift and down the street. He's <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, this is when Norris doesn't believe Karen, uh, but he nevertheless follows her to find the peddler. Yeah. Because uh, he's a decent bloke, Mike Norris, and so we get a wordless looking for peddler montage. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> of all the montages I've seen, this is because you see her speaking. Like, you yeah. Watch yeah, them she's speak. like, where is the man? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, this, this, this was never initially She's, meant to be a monster. We see, we see her pointing at teeth because he's got bad teeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the peddler, she finds the peddler and he tries to get on top of her to do horrible things and Norris saves the day. Of course he does. And then he hears that the toy uh, was got from a burned out store. Yeah. Mike Norris knows. We're done. Doesn't, We're... doesn't say anything initially, though. Doesn't keep that quiet. He's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Um, do you think I think they make uh, although the film doesn't go there I do think they make a cute couple 
I do too. Yeah, I really yeah. want them to get together. Did you? But yes. isn't it a cliche? Yeah, isn't but that's cliche? fine because then he can be the dad that Andy needs. Mm. Oh. They've been through something together. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. of those things. But he things. isn't the dad that Andy needs because we'll see he's a massive wimp in the finale. <laughs> And actually, let's we well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We're nearly there. Dads can't be wimpy. <laughs> you're a dad listening, and you're a wimp. Not you're failing. <laughs> well, yeah. When there's a doll trying to kill you, you want your dad to step in. Everybody gets the shit kicked out of them by a doll in this film, <laughs> uh, including Norris, who Chucky's in the back of his car, and guess what? Ooh. He strangles him. Yeah. Finally. Finally, that dirty ashtray. I found that upsetting. What a dirty, dirty man. Yeah. His car is filthy. He's a cop. Yeah, I just the, the dirty ashtray just upset me. And uh, did you not feel during this car chase you were like just just stop the car? Oh my god, so just, much! Just stop. hard stop. Like, get I, out. They deal with it too late in the thing where Chucky puts his hand on the accelerator and yeah. won't let him. But by that point, you've been going. Just stop accelerating. <laughs> You're being strangled. Stop the car. He's maybe not thinking straight because there's a, there's a knife coming from under the chair. <laughs> it's going to get him right between the bum and the willy. This is the, the gooch, I believe that's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found this too silly and too funny. It's sort of like, oh, <laughs> I liked it. Oh. I'm lifting my buttocks off the chair as I do this. Oh. <laughs> but we see Chucky, Chucky toying with him here, which becomes a big part of the franchise, the way he likes to mess with his victims. And then he runs off and we're, in, uh, we're into the voodoo part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so Karen is in Charles Lee Ray's apartment wow. and there is some serious art in there. Now, did he... And, and he features in a lot of the art. Did he paint this himself? Did he hire someone to paint himself half naked? It's a tough brief, isn't it? Sex and death everywhere. <laughs> I on want those sex walls. and death everywhere. I mean, everywhere. You, you thought John Doe's apartment was weird. Oh, yeah. And here we are. This is fucking on another level. It's the mannequin <laughs> yeah. furniture that really mm. did it for me. I mean, I won't lie, I did think. I wonder if you can get that. <laughs> you can make it. I don't want to make it. So we're saying I don't this is seen to be making it. But <laughs> I do you, want to sit then on you're it. Weird. I just want it. So we're saying That's this a is... nice lady part of chair, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I made it. Yeah. Oh, okay, bye. And we're back to me being Andrew McCarthy <laughs> in St Elmo's Fire, having a coffin in my room because I thought it'd be cool and weird. I know. Uh, and there's imagery of him praying to a voodoo man, the mighty Dambala, on a wall. Yeah. I mean, they're not messing about. Oh, thank you, mighty Dambala, for life after. Death. <laughs> Good. Because I wasn't clear, but you've written that on the wall, so I get it now. Uh, Norris creeps up on Karen for some reason here. For absolutely no reason, in fact. What's he doing? Power yeah. play. Um, we learned that Charles's nickname was Chucky, and he spent time with this African American man on the wall. And so Chucky goes to see this guy, who in the credits is called Doctor Death. Right. Yeah. Never in the movie yeah. is he called Doctor Death. It's, it's a good called, name. He's called John. It's called John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's called John. I've written John slash Doctor Death. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. Call him Doctor Death. And also, isn't he the mighty Dambala? Yeah. Or is, that, or is that the god? He's got three names in the, in the movie. Uh, so Chucky doesn't like that the bullet hurt him um, and uh, Dr. Death explains you're turning human. The more time you spend in that body, the more human you become. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal Berger, who worked on the effects on this film from KMB, he said, we made the doll head, uh, the doll's head to look increasingly more human as the movie goes on. The hairline begins to match Brad Dourif, <laughs> awesome. which is not something I noticed. Don Mancini said, over the course of the movie, his hairline is receding. At the top of the movie, he's got a full mop of hair. Visually, it was cool, but I was never down with the storyline. Logic. Why would that happen? What does it mean? Does it mean he'd ultimately be a human thing? Yeah, if he waited, would he just... He doesn't little... need to kill Andy. He no. just needs to bide his time. That's what they're saying here. Yeah. But what, would he be a tiny human? Tiny Brad? Tiny Brad? Cool. I suppose so. Yep. 
Yeah, that I guess. works. That's but better I, than being dead, isn't it? It's but not, yeah, he learns that he has to. Well, but he'll never grow older. He'll be. He won't like age. Yeah, that's or the thing. He? And Andy, he'd age in Andy, I guess. Yes, but okay. maybe in in. Let's give it that. What? That works. That, that gives it logic. Uh, Doctor Death calls him an abomination. Tells him he has to be stuffed. Um, I think, I mean, there's some cultural appropriation going on here with the voodoo stuff. It's very basic, isn't it? And I feel like it's yeah. good here that, that, that this character, John, sort of calls him out a little bit. Yeah, and he seems like a nice person. He's not like, you know, what you're expecting. We've sort of t- done the very broader strokes of what we think voodoo is or was then. Mm-hmm. And we've I think we've subverted it a bit by going, he's actually quite a nice guy. He's a teacher. He's trying to teach some sort of spirituality. He's not like, I'm the evil hench person that you've been looking for. Right. He definitely I think- seems more like a John than a Doctor Death. Yes, yep. I agree. Yep. Uh, Chucky here uses a voodoo doll to break his leg, and as I said, don't have one. Don't have one in the house. Why Rule make one? one? Why, why, make, line yeah. why, why make your keep, enemies make one? Why make yes. one? Why keep it? Why let Charles Lee Ray know where it is? Yeah. Forgot my little voodoo doll. You he should, seems like the last person. Yeah. You should never have told me where it was. You're absolutely, absolutely right. That was me. an oversight on my part, so I understand. Oh, yeah. uh, but he's got to transfer the soul out of his doll and into the person he first revealed his true self to, and that is Andy. He's got to enter Andy. Yep. <laughs> um, so he says, I have a date with a six-year-old boy, and you have a date with death, and uh, kills him. But not before. Uh, but before John dies, he tells Karen that he's got to say a chant and that she can kill him by shooting him through the heart. So we're just getting plot stuff out of the way here. Have we come to your scary scene yet or not? No. Oh, okay. Are you going to say when it is? Yes. Okay, good. No one's believing Andy in the hospital and he starts crying. And as Alex said, it's very upsetting. And, And was I right? Were they real? Tom Holland says, I was very sensitive to Andy's feelings. He was not an actor with experience. I hugged him after each take. Ed Gale says, Tom was very driven and focused. I very distinctly remember a scene where Alex needed to cry and Tom was spitballing how we could get him to react. He was asking the social worker, can I blow smoke in his face? Can I pinch him? (laughs) When you look at the crying scene, it's pretty convincing. Tom is a genius director. As a person, I won't comment. Oh, it is really, they are real tears, I think. That's what I think as well. Oh, that's upset. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you, you get so accustomed to child acting yeah. and t- crying, and I, I remember watching it going, bloody hell, that's... And he's in baby prison. That's but, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what is that? Why is he locked in a cell? Yeah, can I blow, done wrong? Can I blow smoke in his face? I think that's okay. Can I pinch him? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fine with smoke I mean, in look, a child's face? You know, having a cigarette, because that's the only place smoke is going to come from. If you smoke, actually smoke... Maybe they've fr- got, like, what, tear gas? Is that smoke? <laughs> Yeah. Did he ask if he can tear gas a child? <laughs> I mean, it would mean it would mean tears. Yep, it really uh, would. Andy escapes before Chucky arrives, and there's a scene where he's holding a scalpel that freaks me out. So uh, let's rewind because uh, this is my scariest scene. Yep. It's where Andy looks out of the window, and it's I don't know why. Can I explain why it creeps me out so much? Where he looks and sees Chucky climbing the fire escape. Oh, very funny. Looks like dis- a spider. Disappears around the corner. No, it's funny. It looks funny. No, oh. mine is cooking the doctor's head. That oh. really, really upset me. Mm. And I think it's terrifying. 
And I don't know why. But I just do, think it's... So he shocks this doctor to death. Yes. But does the doctor deserve it if he's been shocking children? Oh, good. such a good point. Yes, he does deserve yeah. it. But also, Show him. Also, look around. Look around <laughs> at this hospital. He yeah. definitely deserves it. Something's going There's on. There's a mute child in rags in the corridor. Oh, sitting on the floor. Just like, <laughs> does she have a room? Why is she on the floor in a corridor? Why is she dressed in rags? And also, the, the thing is, when they it's go like to talk to it, they're sort of saying, have you seen the doctor? He's like, oh my God, sweetheart, we need to get you out of here. Like, but they're like, did you see anything though? <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought at that point, I thought, I thought, uh, all right, our, our mother, Karen, was uh, was playing the odds. She's like, if Andy's not gone, if, if, if they're going to arrest him, Can I, I, do, have I do want this one. <laughs> Uh, so now we're in the home straight. Uh, Chucky's in a lift and these old people say, ugly dull. Mm. Uh, this is the improv. <laughs> yep. Right. What did Brad do of improv? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's the only reason the scene is in there, because otherwise you kind of want to see Chucky till, kill two old people that said he was ugly. <laughs> in a lift, yeah. I mean, it's a slasher yeah. film. Yeah. And they feel like old people who should die. Yeah. And they've got an arrogance to them. Yeah. Arrogant old people. Yeah, they're the worst kind. Um, <laughs> I do agree with you about the scalpel scene because it does look real. Yeah. And it, just the fact a child, a child holding a scalpel, you're yeah. like, oh no, this mm. could go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah it's Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Andy bans down the hatches and looks for weapons. Uh, Chucky comes down through the chimney. Thought they could have had more fun with that. Give him, give him some more punchlines here yeah. about Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then we've got this. Sort of, hey, uh, ho, ho, ho! I'm talking about your mum. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like that. Uh, he stalks and slashes way through the apartment. He hits Andy on the back of her head. He bites mum again. He slashes Norris's leg. That's killed Norris. Norris is done. <laughs> Our brave singing cop hero. I'm just going to sit on the floor for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Uh, Karen shoots him and throws him in a fire and Chucky oh. goes nuts in the fire oh my god it's so good this roaring Brad Dourif's roaring yeah. is so scary and I believe that's simply done by putting Chucky on top of a drill and spinning it round and sort of spinning it from left to right and getting him going cool um and I, I, Chucky says Andy no please we're friends to the end remember and Andy says this is the end friend that's badass for a little kid to say. <laughs> uh, we watch him burn up all over the living room and it must be pretty traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Poor Andy. So they go and check on Norris, right? And then, you know, I mean, bearing in mind, they've encountered something that no one else has ever encountered, a reincarnated death doll. Mm-hmm. And Karen is basically with Mike and just goes, Andy, be a doll and go back to <laughs> where that burning corpse of Chucky is and uh, grab the medic, med- first aid kit. Yeah, get him a plaster. I don't think she said be a doll. <laughs> um, that's tr- sorry, that's probably triggering, isn't it, Andy? Yep. So, um, Chucky burning up in that fire um, did not go well for Ed Gale. Oh, God. He said, the problem was I had zero visibility. I'd rehearse and walk through a scene with my eyes closed. It's like taking a drink while blindfolded. You look like an idiot. I was also set on fire. <laughs> sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> they set one arm on fire first then my chest, then both arms. I did the scene in segments. First I was on fire in the fireplace. Cut. Kicking the gate open. Cut. Walk out on fire. Cut. Each was only about 45 seconds, which is a little less than a lifetime when you're on fire. Jesus Christ. 45 seconds <laughs> That is a fire. very long time. Uh, the only close call was when they wanted to drop me into the fireplace. They could see the assistant's shadow, so they wound up hoisting me further up, and I dropped six or eight feet, hurting my back. It put me out of work for a few days. I also got burns on my wrists. Nothing bad. Wow. Jeez. And Alex Vincent, who played Andy, said, I did not want to see that. Ed was my friend and I didn't want to see him spinning around on fire. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, the eighties. God <laughs> oh, bless that decade. Oh, no. So we've got a burned up Chucky going after them with a knife. Um, but he underestimates the power of a mother's love, doesn't he, he Vicky? Does, and that she's all of a sudden the best shot in the world. <laughs> uh, there's a shining homage, obviously, when he's chopping his way through the door with, yeah. with a knife. Yeah. Uh, she shoots him, but he keeps coming. They blow his head off, but he keeps coming. They blow his arm off, but he keeps coming. They blow his foot off, but he starts crawling. And then they shoot it dead. But Chucky's still going. Mm-hmm. Um, and his body starts strangling people <laughs> with a head giving him orders, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and Norris eventually shoots him in the heart and Chucky dies. Guys. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> uh, but Andy's still not convinced, and we got a freeze frame of his face. Unsure. And that's it. That's the end. So uh, this made forty million from a ten million dollar budget. It was definitely a huge hit on video, as yes. I think we can all attest to, because everyone rented it. Yeah. But weirdly, um, United sold the sequel rights to Universal. They were bought by a family friendly company who thought. Well, there's no future in this. And so they let it go. Uh, Universal got the rights. And Don, in the edit bay, became friends with David Kirshner, the producer. He, he really appreciated the help that Don Mancini gave him. Their relationship started there, and it's led to all these sequels, the TV shows. Um, yeah, he said, he said, watching it, I was thrilled it was a hit. I was gutted they changed my mythology, but he's been able to go back and do whatever he wants with it, basically, since then. Uh, he even used stuff from that script that wasn't used in the sequel, so he's, everything's been put to use. And I, liked, I heard him say he sees himself as the chubby broccoli of horror. Uh, because Chucky, like Bond, can sort of change. It can you can have different tones in different eras, and that's what he's trying to do. And that's what happened. I mean, Bride of Chucky is an out and out comedy, really. Yeah, um, as, I really like that one. I think it's I think it's generally perceived to be the best one in the series. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, to just end with some quotes. Uh, Don Mancini says, "To this day, I prefer my concept of the doll being a product of the little kid's subconscious, but the concept used ended up being gangbusters." Tom was a seasoned writer who made huge improvements. Tom Holland says, "The guild is set up to protect the writer. It is what it is. Failure has no fathers. Success has many." Don Mancini says, "Tom has said over the years that it's an original screenplay by him, even though the credits say it isn't, which is complete bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there we go. Yeah. Happy ending. Um, so let's do the bits and bobs. Uh, Vicky, favourite scene? So for nostalgia's sake, it's Doll Under the Sofa, but actually for grown-up's sake, the best bit is the face melty doctor bit. It's horrible. It goes on for very long. Good. It's, it's so good. Yeah, I'll give that a special mention, along with roaring, burning Chucky in the fire, and weirdly, that bit where he's crawling up the fire escape. But for me, it's still Maggie's death at the start. I just, it's it's the POV stuff, the suspense, the tension, that hammer in the face, and then out the window. Brilliant. Uh, I was going to go for Kevin Yeager, who's the man responsible for bringing Chucky to life. But then when I did my research, it sounded like it was a bit of a shit show on set. <laughs> Nothing works. He did an amazing job. The finished product is fantastic. But um, shout out to Don Mancini. But I think Brad Dourif's voice is magic in this movie. Like it, 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 it does literally bring that character to life. So I'm giving it to Brad Dourif's voice. And what's your best scene, though? Uh, I forgot to say that. Um, Andy being a badass at the end. Okay. Yeah, when he kills Chucky by saying, this is the end, friend. Uh, my MVW is Brad Dourif. <laughs> I really like his voice. Yeah, uh, Alex, what's yours? Brad Dourif. I also oh. really like his voice. Okay, Vicky. Uh, Kevin Yeager for designing the doll. Okay. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. Yeah, he did a great job. Yep. There was no problems on set with it, yep. so it was... Yeah, it was streamy. 
Uh, and what would you change, Vicky? So I don't think the sequel is very well set up. I think they didn't think they were going to get one. So the look at the door isn't enough. So I want to know that he's either, I want to know that Chucky is in Andy or better, is in Mike Norris. That's what I would like. So there was an original ending where Chucky is stored in an evidence room. Yes. The bits and pieces of the evidence. Uh-huh. And it ends with his arm coming to life and swatting a fly. To show that he's still alive. Oh right, so he's not going in the fly. He's not going in the fly. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think this is a shared universe with, with the fly. But with the original Vincent Price, the fly. <laughs> but it'd be one way of escaping lockup, wouldn't it? Like I'm in a fly, and then I'll go <gasps> wherever. Oh yeah, and then he can just land on someone. And yeah. Start... In the chat, uh, really, in a tiny fly voice. I'm going to jump in there, Vicky, because I've said have Chucky be and Andy at the end. Definitely. And if they couldn't, if they didn't want to do that, I do think as we are managing to move from person to person through this spell, yeah, I think briefly. Earlier on in that scene, at the end, I'd like to have Andy be Chucky and yes. just spouting swear words. So you're just not know. Yeah, you're not, I, I want to hear know. that little boy say "fuck you." You really do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex. Uh, I'd like a little bit more detailed clarity on the mythology and history of Brad Dourif's Lakeside Strangler character. Why? Everything he says is so hateful towards women. Why he's got mannequin, female mannequin furniture. Also, what was this relationship with John slash Dr. Death, whereby this doctor was teaching him about reincarnation with no fucking clue he might use it for evil? It's like, have you met Brad Dourif? And so I just, I'd like a little bit of backstory. Yeah. I, I sort of, it's, there's a big, big gap in the history mythology of the origins of Chucky before he became Chucky. There's multiple episodes of the Chucky TV series where we see young Charles Lee Ray. And weirdly and interestingly, he's played by his daughter, Fiona. Okay. Yeah, she's, I mean, it looks a bit weird, but she does quite a good impression of her dad. Okay. Also, I think when the arm slowly dies, it should give him a finger. <laughs> Just give him the finger. Yeah, I, yeah. I swore it was going to. I thought it was moving. And then I was like, give us the finger. And it's like, no. Very great. good. Uh, all right. That's us done. So before I tell you about what we're doing on Thursday, which you already know, but I'm going to remind you, it's time to look ahead to next week. Oh, are we doing a quiz? I didn't write. I had a question for you and I forgot to send it. Sure. Do you want to ask now? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if you can answer it now. Is there a toy you always wanted as a kid but never got and you still sort of wish you had? Yeah. What is it then? You go first. I I always wanted the Star Wars Millennium Falcon. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of Star Wars toys. So, you know, I am being greedy. I had an Atat, Scout Walker, Snow Speeder, Speeder Bike. I had a lot. You did? A lot. But my friend James Jolly, real name, had the Millennium Falcon. I told you I went to school with James Jolly. No, you did, yeah. 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 So it's not just not that com- unusual. Really com- actually, stupidly common name. <laughs> That's really rude. He's one of my best friends, Vicky. All right. Jesus. Maybe it's the same one. Uh, I, I did want... I think I might have wanted a Barbie dream house, but I wasn't allowed it because it's too expensive. But no, not really. Like I was really... I, every, anything that people wanted, I wanted, but I got over it really quickly. So I did want a Cabbage Patch kid, Cabbage Patch doll, but I didn't get one. But then I was all... I just kind of ran with it. I was all right. I was quite attracted to toys that were not advertised for young boys. So right. I, I always thought Sylvanian families... Oh, they're great. Mm. like a lot of fun. They are so good. Yeah. Sylvanian families, families only from Tommy. Tommy. What did you want? Ah, uh, would have been jealous of Alex. I wanted an Atat. 
Oh. But I got the name wrong when I asked for it, and my dad got me the one with two legs, not Scout four. Walker. Scout I tell you Walker, the best toy I, I got. That I thought I was yeah. never going to get. I thought they I couldn't let show it because it. it's my dad's been nice. Yeah, so no, it's not his fault. That's good. That's good for a kid. Most yeah. kids would have thrown their toys out of the pram, but you, you didn't. Have I didn't. A very I big pretended toy. I liked the yeah, toy. Oh the god, toy. I only about it the other day. I've still got my attic. He would have rather you said, you know, in a nice way, not like throwing it at him. He thought it was funny. I wanted that. Do you remember the Mr. Freeze where you made like a slushy in the Mr. in the tummy of the snowman? Oh yeah, my friend. And I really wanted one, yeah. and I thought there's no way, there's no way, and then I got it, and they're gross. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> hideous. Really? Yeah, awful. Be- because getting kids to make something that they can actually then ingest <laughs> Very is dangerous, a bad actually. idea. Yeah. Really bad idea. But again, the eighties, it was like literally so much preservatives in it. Like, yeah, it was. But it basically, was you use the stuff, and then you say to parents, "Can I have more of the stuff?" They go, "Absolutely not." And then you just put it in the garden and just put bugs and mud. <laughs> whatever in it and then it's wrecked so is that where you first learnt your hatred for living things <laughs> well, I was like <laughs> mulch them up in here Mr Frosty yeah. uh, right then so good that was a good question but Thanks. no quiz and see see how nice the atmosphere at the end yeah. of the show is without a quiz it's oh, much it's, better it's gone it's gone uh, right then so Vicky you have the clue for next week's clash what is the clue it's acting the hero oh it's good Thanks. it's a good clue excellent it's a great clue uh, right then That'll be our next week's clash, Acting the Hero. But before that, obviously on Thursday, we are back talking Mathrigan and seeing which film between Mathrigan and Child's Play will be victorious. Until then, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod. Till Thursday, have a great week. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 